You have said, You will come and your angels will be lined up. You have said, Jannat will be brought near. You have said, وَبُرِّزَتِ الْجَحِيمُ لِلْغَاوِينَ Jahannam will be brought near. You have said, وَنَضَعُ الْمَوَازِينَ الْقِسْتِ لِيَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ The scales of justice will be set up. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio, serving you wherever you are. Just for the purposes of information and clarification, we would like to inform you that Markaz Sahaba Online Voice of the Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jama'ah is an independent radio station. And whatever you hear during the ad breaks on Radio Al-Ansar as well as on Sirius FM, those are the ads that's aired by those radio stations, not by Markaz Sahaba Online Voice of the Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. It's an independent radio station. Mufti Sahib as well as the directors of Markaz Sahaba Online is not responsible or accountable for anything even before the program had started and also when the program ends and also during the ad break. This is just for purposes of clarification. The voice of This is Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132. Four minutes uh, after eight uh, Central African time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ahalan wa sahalan wa marhaban bikum. Rafata bin Ibrahim Hatia is the name. And of course, our beloved, honorable, respected Fadilatul Ustad, Hazrat Mulana Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein Hafidahullah. He's with us this evening. Yes, my wonderful listeners, our beloved engineer this evening is none other than Brother Tobela. And I want to welcome the other engineer in the Durban studio. Yomul Thulatha, the 19th of Safar 1445, which is also the 5th of uh, September 2023. Our Zakat Nisab uh, is 8,000 Rand. Mehere Fatimi, 23,000 Rand. Manama Mahar for Hanafis, 500 Rand. For Malikis, 175 uh, Rand. 175 uh, 175 rand for Shafi'is and Hanbalis, no minimum meher. Remember, our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. 084-786-3132. International overseas listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. Our beloved Ustad's email address is akhussain at gmail.com. That is akhussain at gmail.com. Our beloved Ustad website is uh, muftiakhussain.net. That is muftiakhussain.net. Our beloved Ustad Twitter account is at akhussain. That is at akhussain. I want to welcome the listeners of Radio Al-Ansar International. I want to welcome the listeners of uh, Sirius FM. And I want to welcome the listeners of Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. We said it's a beautiful night, beautiful evening. Welcome to the Q&A. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum on Arafat. Jazakallahu khairan. Somebody wants to know, Ustad, that when did Hazrat Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu and Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu anhu passed away, Ustad? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala Rasulihi al-Kareem. Amma bad. All praise due to Almighty Allah. 
the sustainer, Narisha and Cherisha of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. In Islam, we must love Almighty Allah Jalla and believe in the one and only Almighty Allah, the sole creator and the sole owner and exclusive owner of the entire universe. Then Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we must love and believe in him, the Master Sallallahu Alaihi Then we have to believe in the Ahlul Bayt, the household, the honorable wives, the children, grandchildren, family of the Master. So Sayyida Fatima radiallahu anha, her nikah took place with Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anha in the second year of the Hijrah during the month of Ramadan after the battle of Badr, the last ten days of Ramadan Mubarak. And remember in the third year, Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anha who was born, his milad honorable birth took place. In the fourth year of the Hijrah, Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu anhu, that his Mubarak Milad and honorable auspicious birth took place. So when the Master Salam's demise took place in the eleventh year of the Hijrah, they were eight and seven years old respectively, very, very young. Habibuna Mustafa sallallahu loved them immensely and said, Al-Hassan wal-Hussein, Sayyida Shababi Ahlil Jannah, Sayyidina Hassan, Sayyidina Hussein, are the leaders of the youth in Jannah and Paradise. The hadith is mentioned in Tirmidhi Sharif. Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu ta'ala anhu is that sahabi, hadith in Bukhari Sharif. One day Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is advising the sahaba, advising them, giving nasiha, and yes, Sayyidina Hassan is sitting on the pulpit. The master alayhi salatu salam looks at him, looks at the people and says, Inna bani hadha sayyidun, this grandson of mine is a leader, la allallah ayyusliha bihi bayna fiyatayni min al-muslimin, and he will bring about reconciliation in the rank and file of the ummah. Sayyida Fatima radiallahu anha passes away in Ramadan, the third of Ramadan, the eleventh of Hijrah, six months after the Master alayhi salatu salam, and Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu ta'ala anhu becomes the Khalifa in the year 40 after the demise of his father when he was martyred. For six months he ruled the Ummah and thereafter, remember, he resigned. He he went from Kufa and Iraq there to Damascus and handed over the mantle of leadership Khilafat and Amir Muawiyah becomes the Khalifa Amir al-Mu'mineen for the entire Muslim Ummah for almost 20 years 19 and a half years plus minus so almost 20 years and remember that that year 41 after Hijrah is known as Amul Jama'a the year of unity and reconciliation and remember in the year 49 or 50 some Muhaddisin scholars say 49, some say 50. On the 20th of Safar, so now tomorrow is the 19th, and then Wednesday will be 20th. Remember, that's the day Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu ta'ala and who passes away. The Kufar Shia, you will see that from tomorrow onwards already, they'll be writing and speaking about Arba'een, Arba'een, 40 days after Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu anhu's martyrdom on the 10th of Muharram. 
Islam in the year uh, 61 in the place Maidane Tufuf and the place is Karbala so we've been to all these places with Allah's help so Sayyidina Hussein martyrdom is very very famous and we must remember he gave his life so that the Sunnah of Mustafa sallallahu must be preserved and that is why he gave his life the primary reason so each one of us must understand that the love we must have for the Ahlul Bayt and the household of Nabi Salam, that the children grandchildren the wives all of them are the Ahlul Bayt and the family of the Master so Ustad if we go to Taif should we perform Umrah Ustad? If you are going to Taif, remember you are there in Makkah, then after two days, three days, you want to go. In one hour, you will reach there. What you going to do in Taif? Taif, you must go and visit Masjid Abdullah bin Abbas, Akbaru Masjid Eifel Masajid there in Taif. So it is the biggest masjid there. You must remember in Taif, Abdullah bin Abbas is buried there. In the year 68, Muhammad bin Hanafiya, Sayyidina Ali's son, radiallahu anhu. So he, Muhammad bin Hanafiya, is a Tabi'i successor he performed the Salatul Janaza then you must go there to Majid Adas. today everything is open and there Adas who gave more water and dates and so forth to the Master والسلام, and he embraced Islam and you must go to the place where Ghazwa Taif took place so all this are open nowadays and when you return then you perform Umrah according to Hanafis is compulsory you go to Sail they call it Sail, Sin Ya Lam, Sin Ye Lam. So that is a Miqat, and there you read your Turakat Salat. Wonderful facilities. I went myself there several times to Taif, and once, twice we made Umrah from there. So you must remember in that way, all that you must remember is very good. So Hanafis, when you come back from there, you must make your Umrah. And Shafis, Hanbalis, and him say it's not necessary. If you don't want to make, there's no problem. If you want to make, then it's fine. You perform it. So that is the Shafi Hanbali and that verdict on that issue. A listener wants to know who was Hazrat Jubair bin Mut'im Ustad? Jubair bin Mut'im Mim Ta'in Mim radiallahu an was a Sahabi of Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and every Sahabi has some unique features so his unique feature was you know people are masters in genealogy how you find some farmers and all of them even today this Bura and farmers you are some of them they will know the pedigree you must remember of the animals the horses and the cow and the bull and what have you very few but they know about it so amongst the Arabs it was famous that he Jubair bin Mut'im radiallahu anhu is the person A'lamun Nas Bil Ansab that regarding the Quraysh and their genealogy so their lineage and so forth he was the person who was the expert in that there so Almighty Allah blessed him in that field there so, and then his Sahabi obviously so for them each one is a virtue radiallahu anhu an. Allah is pleased with them and they are pleased with Allah. Chapter 57, verse 10. For every Sahabi and companion, Mustafa, Almighty Allah states, 
Husna that they Jannatul Firdaus for them. So therefore, we must defend the honor of Sahaba, the beloved students of Nabi Salam and companions, even if they committed sins. Almighty Allah forgave them. Allah Taala promised them all this. So who are we, sinners and people who transgress every law almost that we want to criticize them and that like the kuffar Shia, totally haram, unacceptable. Ustad, uh, what must we read during load sharing? It's way, way too much now, Ustad. Remember, if you take South Africa now, in the past few hours, let me give you news, views, interviews. Normally, I do it in the morning and we'll continue with that. But today is Monday night, so you should know what's happening currently in South Africa. So I just give you three items. Your rand dollar has gone to over 19 rand per dollar. To be precise, it is 19 rand one cent. So just round it off at 19 rand. So 19 rand, South Africa rand for one dollar, you see. So that's one issue. Then tomorrow morning, that load shedding is going to start at stage six. Yes, you heard correctly. And you know all the reasoning. They will tell you that the capacity, they will tell you there was a breakdown here. They will tell you this. Then tomorrow night, Tuesday night, and Wednesday midnight, you know when it starts, then listen to the amounts. Just listen to the amount. Your petrol, 93, 95, is increasing by 1.71 per liter. And your diesel is going to increase by 2.71 per liter. Now, people who have generators, because we have incompetent ministers, incompetent politicians, corrupt people, criminals in South Africa, stealing millions and billions and so forth. So, and we, the ordinary taxpayer, so we must now pay. Imagine the one garage owner told me, Per garage is costing him more than 50,000, 60,000 rand on diesel only. From his own money he has to spend. And now it's going up to rand 71 cent per liter. <laughs> so how much he will have to spend extra? But that is our South Africa. So your rand dollar is plummeting and crashing. So your load shedding is increasing. And you must remember your petrol price is going way above. Yeah, inland in Gauteng and all, we're going to pay more than 24 rain per liter from Wednesday onwards. So what do we say? We say only Almighty Allah can help us. But end of the day, we must remember this. A'malukum ummalukum. That our actions are also corrupted and fraud and deceit. So your leaders also become from top to bottom, pala pala, and the secretary gets a free trip to Dubai, and this minister is involved in this game and that one in that. Three quarter, half of them should be fired and so forth. But you know from top, it's, pen, it's, not a, it's not a pandemic, it's a pandemic. remember this, as far as politics go. So it's a disgrace, absolutely. But still we love South Africa. So what must you read? Surah 66, verse number 8. Rabbana atmim lana noorana waqfil lana. Oh, beloved Allah, perfect and complete for us our noor. Grant us radiance, effulgence, power, energy, electricity in this world and in the year after in our cover our graves and on the day of justice you see the people who sit on the fence the fence sitters so they commit a major offense 
And tomorrow on a day of justice, Quran says, they are the people who are called the munafikin. And they will be begging the true believers, give us a small portion of your nude radiance effulgence. And then it will be closed. Remember that. We're not interested in you. You had your opportunity. You squandered it. You wasted it. You wanted to play tabla both sides. You know tabla. Drums, you want to hit this side and that side. Razi rahe Rahman bi, khush rahe shaitan bi. You wanted to please Satan, Lucifer, the politicians and governments, and you thought you're going to please Allah. Nay, Allah is very, very displeased. Mustafa sallam, is very, very displeased. So remember, we invite the wrath, and then that happens. So therefore, read Surah 66, Surah Tahrim, verse 8. Ya Allah, bless us with nur regions and effulgence here in this world and in the barzakh when we die from the time we die so till the day of the qiyamah the last day day of justice day of judgment that is barzakh the interspace and then the year after bless us with new radiance effulgence and inshallah give our charity almighty Allah let sanity prevail and minister of electricity you need one minister of potholes also I just returned <laughs> from there you know the Trichat and their Pumalanga. So uh-huh. I was speaking to one brother. I asked him, you know what MP means? So he said, what? I said, Pumalanga. It's got to do with the sun and all that. But we changed the name and we said MP Makulu Potholes. When you go these places, some places there's no tar at all. It's just gravel, dirt road. You must remember that. So that is our South Africa. Allah have mercy on us. Makulu <laughs> Somebody wants to know, Ustad, what's currently happening in Paki, uh, in Palestine at the moment, Ustad? Remember, Palestine, always there's tension there. I told you the Jutlas, the Jews, and the Zionists are the biggest haramis and super terrorists and so forth. Listen to what happened in the past three, four days and three, four, you know, action. So on Saturday night, 35, then 35 consecutive weeks, you must remember the Jutlas, the Jews are marching against their illegal government, Benjamin Netanyahu, the war criminal, Smotrich, the war criminal, Ben Gwede, the donkey, and he, the super terrorist, and so forth. So now they had big clashes in the weekend. One side the police, other side, you must remember the Eritreans, and those people, yes, so you must remember. Now what they decided, when I tell you Israel is apartheid, it's worse than South Africa's apartheid. So now they said all these people who participated in this protest, they're going to be deported. Netanyahu said we're going to get rid of a whole lot. All the Africans must go back and we're going to build a wall there on the eastern side. So remember this. Now if this is not apartheid, then what? If this is not racism, what it is? I'm asking you. So you must remember. And you African countries, black African countries does Egypt and them leave them out they are murtads and they are sell out the pharaohs but the African black countries how can you even think of having ties with Israel and bootlicking them when they're not prepared to help your people there they're saying get out from here we don't want you 
When I was a young boy, from those days I'm reading about Palestine, Israel. So there were some Jews, you must remember, they from here, Ethiopia and other places. So they sent, you must remember, their planes and their helicopters or whatever else they sent. And the Falasha Jews, and they took them there. And they treat them second class, third class. If you just go to Google and you will see that they were not even prepared to accept the black man's blood for the Israelis, you must remember that. When it was a big uproar and, you know, people made a lot of noise, then they said, no, we'll accept it. They'll accept it and throw it away. Who knows what they're going to do? So you must remember that is their mentality. I want to pose one question to all the Zionists and Jews and anybody else who's in favor of Israel. These people who came into Israel in 48 and before that, are they not squatters? Are they not invaders? Palestine does not belong to them or their father or grandfather and so forth. So they are squatters themselves, invaders themselves, and now they want to get rid of all the migrants now, but they themselves are migrants and squatters and so forth. If you know the history of Palestine and Israel and so forth. Cyprus, you see, the media is controlled, you must remember, by the Jutlas and the Zionists. You will find it in some small article there. So six Jutlas, Haramis, went to Cyprus and they raped one lady. Six guys, 19 years old till 23, and they raped one lady, you see. So that is what happened in Cyprus. These chaps, they can't look after their own rifles. Their president couldn't look after their rifle, Katzef. So they put him in prison and all that. He was busy with raping and sexually molesting and so forth. So these are Harami. It's not a chosen nation. It's a cursed nation. You must remember that. So they got problem with the Africans. They got problem with the Arabs. They got problem with the Christians. They got problems with the Muslims. They got problems with almost everybody besides India, and they said India is one of our best allies, and America, they use them because they have the veto there in the United Nations Security Council. So that is your latest there. The only solution, remember, and you can quote me anywhere, for the occupied Palestine, Al-Ardul Muhtalla, Al-Ardul Mubaraka, Al-Ardul Muqaddasa, is one settler, one bullet will settle the issue. That's the only language they understand. So somebody says that in Cargo, what should we visit? So if you're going to Cairo, you must remember this. So you people are going for Umrah and so forth. Then they go via Cairo, they go via Istanbul, they go via, you must remember, other places. So if you are going to Cairo, these are the four or five places you should visit. You might have one day, two days, or you have more. So go visit Masjid Amr bin As. It was on the 1st of Ramadan, the 20th year after the Hijrah, that the Sahabi, a Jalil, great eminent personality, Amr bin As, Fatih Misr, conquered Egypt in the time of Sayyidina Umar, one beautiful masjid. You can visit Al-Imam Shafi'i, Rahimamullah, he's buried there, mashallah. What a great contribution to this ummah. He was born in Gaza in 150. <coughs> he passed away there in Cairo in Egypt 204. He lived only for 54 years, but look at his contribution. A Shafi'i, a Shamsili Dunya. He celebrated, shouldn't used to say, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal. Who is a Shafi'i? Muhammad bin Idris, a Shafi'i, Rahimamullah. How the son 
illuminates the world. He illuminated the world with his knowledge and taqwa and piety and so forth. Then go visit the Faramads, that's permissible also. Then go visit the Nile River, so that's very good. It's spoken of in authentic ahadith. Then go visit Azhar if you want to, you know. And Azhar is finished now, you must remember that. It's nothing to do with the glory of the past. They teach more upside down things there and so forth. But if you want to go, then there's a masjid they call Masjid Hussein. So Masjid Hussein, they say, Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu anhu's Ra'as Mubarak, Hate Mubarak is there. All this is lies and fabrication. It's just to fool the tourists and so forth. And behind it is Khan Khalil. Khan Khalil, remember, is the big market there. And everything you can bargain there. They will tell you how much Mia. And then you say Khamsin. Then they fall Arba'in. And you bargain, bargain, bargain. So that they expect you to bargain. You must, and they know you tourists. So therefore, you must go to all these places, inshallah. And there's a lot of history there. Great, great giants are buried there. Remember that. Somebody wants to know, Ustad, there are so many young widows. What should they read, Ustad? Remember that somebody's husband passed away when he's 20 years old, 30, 40, 45 years old. Now the wife is there and maybe there's two, three, four young, young children and they are yatim. They're not now mature. So as long as they are minors, so they are considered yatim and orphans because their biological father passed away. So you, the widows, what should you do? You should read Surah 14, verse 41. رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لِي وَلِوَالِدَيَّ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الْحِسَابِ Oh, beloved Allah, forgive me. Forgive my beloved parents and the believers the day the reckoning is established. And remember, it is trying times for you, especially if your husband was treating you very, very well. Open Surah Baqarah, chapter number 2, verses 150. 156, 157. All, my dear last stage, we're going to put you to trial and test. Then what must be your response? Give glad tidings to those who exercise patience and sabr. So you're going to cry that natural. And remember that it, that is rahmah and mercy. But don't complain. Why my husband? Why my husband passed away in an accident? cancer and the drowning and so forth and so on so wabashiri sabirin so you keep quiet and say inna lilsi alladheena idha asabatuhum musiba when the calamity befalls them what do they say inna lillahi wa inna rajiun repeat that all the time is the khasais of hadil ummah one of the unique features of this ummah when a calamity strikes we say inna lillahi wa inna rajiun when you do that, Almighty Allah gives you glad tidings. Ulaika alayhim salawatum rabbim wa rahmah. For them is blessings from Almighty Allah, the mercy of Almighty Allah. But ulaika muhtadun. And remember, then you are on the right path, you are guided. And sure, the world is already done according to the Islamic law. That the burial, funeral expenses, the debts of the deceased people just want to give out charity. What about the debts? So personal debts, corporate business debts, all must be paid. Justice delayed is justice denied. And third one is wasiyah, that if he bequeathed even to a non-Muslim, all that must be implemented. Maximum one-third of the net estate, then the shares of the heirs. And then, mashallah, read Quran, 
Sharif daily according to Aima Arba four schools that you read any surah, surah Yasin, any other surah and transfer the reward to your husband and the whole ummah, million, billions of people. You give out some charity, water and so forth. Very good it is. And then you read Nafil Salat and voluntary Salat and so forth. So anything that's voluntary, permissible, you transfer the thawab and obviously you'll be in Iddat from the time your husband passed away for 130 days. You can't win new clothes. You can't apply henna mendi. You can't wear jewelry. So all these are the basic rules that you have to comply with. Ustad, my son is getting married, inshallah. So to whom should we give the mehr, Ustad? So remember, normally when we perform a nikah, so we'll ask that who is the wakil. Wakil is the representative of the bride. Then we ask who are the witnesses. And I normally ask that where's the father of the bride because I want to know who's the wali. So la nikah illa bi waliin. So you must know that. You mustn't just make all shortcut nikah. So remember that. Then we know everything is above board and so forth. So if the father is not there, then who's the brother or the uncle or somebody we must know. So not that they're just taking chances and so forth. Because we live today in a corrupt and toxic society. You must remember that. So you give it then to the wakil, the representative of the bride, and then he'll hand it over to the bride. Sometimes people want to give a huge sum of money, 50,000, 100,000 cash. Nowadays, they come and rob you in a masjid. So <laughs> just make an EFT the day of the nikah, before the nikah, and so forth. And now you know you can see it in your phone and so forth immediately. So in that can also be done. And some people remember they want to give gold and what and what. You can't go bring all the jewelry and gold bar to the masjid. You have big problems. So you might just say the imam that, hey, that what the two parties agreed on and it is gold or it is this you don't have to mention the value even in the Muslim uh, women you understand the latest one the September one you will find one masla like that so buy it and today I was just asking one listener sent it to me mm-hmm. and said Google has it that Muslim woman is in existence 20 years but I think it's a little bit more but anyway so mashallah they have all these kind of questions there so you know in that Q&A page so you can read it there as well so we must remember the mahar the word is mahar is a marital gift and the owner is the she is the exclusive owner the wife not the husband not the father-in-law mother-in-law and no the wife is the sole exclusive owner of that marital gift 28 minutes to 9 we go for our interval when we come back inshallah we will continue with the Q&A don't go away stay tuned this is Q&A. Send us your question on 084 ओ जो तेरे अर्श सके मुझे उस दुआ की तलाश है मेरे इला सुन मेरी सदा के तेरी रिजा की तलाश है मेरा दिल गुना कमरीज है तू ही एक मेरा तबीब है मेरा दिल गुना कमरीज है तू ही एक मेरा 
तबीब है के गुनाहों को दिल से दो सके मुझे उस दुआ की तलाश है वो जो नफरतों से तर पतर मेरे मौला खत्म हो शाम कर वो जो नफरतों से तर पतर मेरे मौत मोहो शाम कर के This is Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132. Well, it's uh, 8.34 p.m. South African time. Let's once again welcome the listeners of Radio Al-Ansar uh, International, the listeners of Sirius FM and the listeners of Merka Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. International overseas listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. Somebody says, Ustad, that uh, we're going for Umrah shortly, inshallah. Kindly give us advice, Ustad, regarding the food, regarding the meat there, Ustad. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Before I answer that question, Allah just put in my mind. Remember, tomorrow is the 19th of Safar, and then Thursday will be the 21st. So those of you who want to do cupping, so to remove the blood, and then inshallah you are going to receive new blood and so forth, and you will feel rejuvenated. This Sunnah. So tomorrow is the 19th, and then Thursday 21st. So you can do that also. Male must go to male, and female to. Female for the cupping. So those of you going to Makkah, Mukarramah, Medina, Munawara, as I told you for past 20-25 years, regarding the imported meat, whether it come from Brazil or whether it come from India or whether it come from South Africa or wherever, all haram and not permissible. Remember that. And if you want to eat the local meat and chicken and so forth, so it must be watani, the local one. Remember that. Then we can still say is permissible. But best is if you got doubt, then you practice on the hadith of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam da'ama yuribuka ila ma'ala yuribuk leave that which places you into doubt and opt for that in which there is no doubt you know Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu the beloved grandson of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam addressed him that don't take that which is doubtful only that in which there is absolutely no doubt so that is my advice you won't die if you eat fruit vegetable and fresh and all this type of thing. When I went to Iran, I spent 12, 13 days there. We never touched any meat or any chicken or anything. She has a kufar, so are we going to eat their things? So you live on all. So similarly, and I'll bake also. Remember, it comes from this country, that country, Brazil, was is machine slaughter. Machine slaughter is not permissible according to us. They will say everything is permissible. Their aim is just to make money and fool the hajis and so forth and the mu'tamirin and zairin. The people who come there, what they bother of halal and haram, they threw halal haram out completely. Mm. Murtad bin Shaitan, MBS and company. Mm. Somebody wants to know, Ustaz, these uh, media reports, 
that Wagner boss is still alive in Africa. What is your opinion, Ustad? So you must remember he was alive then, they, they must show us where he is. So remember that he died in the plane crash and that was one week ago, last week Wednesday. They did a DNA test and so forth and he's buried and so forth. Today I got the report from one person, they told me Putin is dead. You must remember people just make a lot of stories. Social media, you must be very careful. Don't just forward anything and everything. Authentic hadith in Muslim Sharif is sufficient for a person to be a liar and a sinner that anything he hears, he just goes and speaks about it without verifying it. So before we amplify, we must verify it also. Can you give a non-Muslim a Quran with Arabic and English translation, Ustad? Remember that whenever a non-Muslim tell us he wants to know about Islam, give them literature and so forth. Majlisul Ulama have prepared excellent books, you must remember. He's got Kitabul Iman and he got all these type of books. And especially for the non-Muslims who are interested in Islam, so give them all these kind of books. And if you go to the various Jamiyads and various you understand, IPCI and what, so they have literature and all that for people who are interested. Then after he or she has read that, you must test them, not you just give them and then so they will give them Quran, they'll take it to the toilet, they'll take it here and there because nobody will teach them anything. So you mustn't give them Quran, you must remember that, give them other literature and see are they learning and so forth. Then as a last resort, then you can give them the Quran translation, no Arabic text and all that. And then after that, you give them the Quran with Arabic text and so forth. So we must always put them through the test, not just go to a township or here and there and go give everybody Quran, all that is haram and not permissible. Somebody in Johannesburg says, but Mufti Sahib, we were told that people that were burned to ashes, it's because Allah punished them because the building was illegal. Is it true, Ustad? So you must remember that when people die on kufr and shirk, then obviously it is a punishment. And for Muslims, if they were engaged in good deeds, Majority of the time and so forth, then inshallah Allah Ta'ala will forgive them. Al-Ghariqu Shahidun, Al-Hariqu Shahidun, people who drown, people who get burned beyond recognition and so forth. The hadith in Mishkat Sharif, tomorrow they will wake up with the shuhada and be resurrected with them. But if the people have no iman, or they have iman, but all day they involve in vices, alcohol and fornication and adultery and so many other fraudulent things, then obviously it's a punishment also. So that is why in Islam we are told to seek Allah's protection. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-gharaq wal haraq. Ya Allah, I seek your protection from drowning. I seek your protection from burning. So that is what we should be doing. But if a person passed away like that with iman, Islam and amal salih good deeds, then he will be resurrected with the martyrs, inshallah. Mufti Sahib, I am married for over 50 years. My husband abused me mentally and emotionally most of my married life. I am so tired now, Mufti Sahib. I just feel I need to leave, but I am not financially stable. So it's very difficult for me to leave. What should I do, Ustad? 
Let's take yours as a case study. You married for 50 years or more. So we just round it off as 50 years. So when you married your husband, you were 18, 19. So now you're 70 years old, approximately. Islamically, you're 70 years old. Where you want to go to now, Kala? And Masi and Auntie. So you can't go anywhere now. You stuck through all that, the difficulty and what have you. What your husband was doing, if what you are saying is the truth, is haram. Obviously, it's haram. Quran Sharif commands every husband, Muslim husband, Surah 4, chapter 4, verse 19, Treat your wives with love, with equity, with justice, respect. Nowadays, we are the ones, we are so, you know, we take advantage of them, and sometimes they hit them and assault them, or mental abuse, emotional abuse, all this is haram, you must Islam, don't allow this. People get married two, three, four times, and all the time the wife goes away, then obviously something is wrong with the husband, we can't be blaming other people for that, so we must be clear on all these type of issues here. So you, Kala, that you speak to your children, grandchildren, and they must speak to your husband, that Baji, he must be over 70, your husband, so his one leg is in the grave, other one on the banana peel, and remember, anytime he will exit and so forth. But sometimes you women also, you know, one Maulana gave a nice story. He said that he studied in India, and he came. So one auntie came to him, his own auntie, and said, hey, you know, my husband, Mche, Temche, Haruche, under the Amche, and a lot of things, you understand? Complain, complain, everything. You must then after three, four years, he died. He, she started crying so much. And she said he was the best husband in the world. There will be nobody to replace him and so forth. So women are very emotional. You know. One day they will blow hot. One day they will blow cold, depending on their menses, depending on their hormones, depending on their mood and so forth. So you need to understand all these things also. And they go through a lot of difficulty with their menses and then pregnancy and then the labor and then breast feeding so therefore the rank of the mother and that is so high also so but we as husbands must treat them with love and respect but there's no way you're going to walk out now Kala so you must stay there but tell them they must speak to the husband to your father to the grandfather and he must stop all these haram activities of his listen to this question Ustad last week Muftis have mentioned on the bliss of marriage that my son-in-law should go for a separation or give a talaq Muftisab, there's always two sides of the story and my daughter she's six months pregnant and he's so rude and arrogant and adamant please refrain from all this Muftisab. my daughter is very heartbroken Ustad. so you must remember you'll always quote halfway things you'll understand and so forth I receive 100 questions per day I'm telling you the Quran in front of me I don't even know which question you're talking about and so forth you'll love to take the tail end and just say we always say Hamara kam jorna hai nake torna. So our job is to make the home and not to break the home. Let's say if I said if I said, hypothetically, for argument's sake, that he must divorce his wife. So we will say that in those cases where the wife is having an affair or she's on drugs or alcohol, she don't want to change and so forth and so on. So what good is there in having a wife like that? Similarly, if the husband is beating up his wife or he's on drugs or he is, you know, humanizing and so forth. So we will say, if you don't want to listen, then you must go and apply for a divorce or 
or you go for Akula, or you go for Fasakh, and all these type of things. So you must get the whole picture. Don't come with half stories here and fairy tales here, please. So you'll always want to give half stories, so the verdict must be given in your favor and so forth. That's not right. You must remember that is lying and part of hypocrisy. When you speak, they speak lies. So that is not right. Somebody says, please advise if the book Dua and Noor is authentic, Ustad. It's not authentic. You must remember that. You will get so many kitabs today. You must remember that. When you study it, some things are authentic, some are not authentic, and so forth. We must draw a distinction. What is Sunnah and what is Amalu Salihin and Da'bu Salihin, what the pious people. See, I give you three, four examples. Duru to Najina is very famous. I also read it. But you must remember that is not a sunnah. It is that one pious people, you know, person, he saw it in a dream and he read it and it helps at time of difficulty and so forth. Our Mona Qasim Sema, Rahimamullah, our principal, when he left Dabel in 1942, the war was on, World War II, and the Ustads told him, read the Duru to Najina and he read it abundantly and there were thousand plus passengers, 120, 130 or so survived and the ordeal and they were taken back there to India and he said it was Barakah of Durud to Najin but you can't say it's Sunnah you will say it's just permissible Khatme Khwajagan that readers readers all that you can't say it's Sunnah so Nabi Sallallahu some Sahaba nobody did this some Oliya some pious people they did it and so forth and so on so we must draw a distinction always with that so similarly this Dua that today they got so many Dua Dua Jamila. So now the best part is this when you read this, then you open at the back, you know. You will see if you read this dua, you get so many hadsawab and you get so many this reward. All that is fabrications, remember that. You can't quantify rewards when it's not authentic like this. So all this we will say permissible but not sunnah. So therefore we must read that which is in the Quran Sharif. We must read that which Mustafa Sallallahu taught us. Simple duas every day. My brother Suleiman Esop he started something but I check it and I you know rectify it I told him keep the duas all to one sentence and all that not long long duas so the other day he sent a wonderful dua for husband wife Allahumma adim baynana Adam is Nabi Adam alayhi salam with the fatha zabar on the dal this is kasra zair on the dal Allahumma adim baynana oh almighty Allah jalla wala bring about love, compassion forever amongst us. We must love together as husband and wife in this world and we together in Jannat al-Firdaus al-A'la. So that is simple dua, Musannaf ibn Abi Shayba's dua. But remember, so powerful and it has a very potent message as well. Hmm. Somebody says, Ustad, that they haven't found uh, that youngster's body, uh, Muzammil Umar, from uh, uh, Rosni Islamic School. What should the family do? Do you think the boy passed away will start anonymous? So if you look at prima facie evidence, it seems like that, that he must have passed away and so forth. I mean, it's so many hours. Yesterday it happened, and then the divers tried, and then they said they can't find anything. Then it's early morning, and if it's now evening time, nothing happened. So obviously it seems like that, you know, the superficial evidence will be that. So you should not hold much hope of, you know, of that he'll be alive. 
but anyway the family will be devastated and so forth you have to look at the positive side Al-Gharik Shahidun he was Gharik and he drowned and he passed away a Shahid and so forth and so on so what should you do read Alam Nashrah the family and give out charity and read you must remember Salawat Durud Sharif so inshallah the body will be retrieved and so forth now here again Haji Bhai Padia, Rahimullah, he was Wali Yullah, there's no question about that. You must remember that the work Allah Ta'ala took from him in the whole world, you know, and more so South Africa. So I know there was a janaza in his family and so forth, and they couldn't find the body for I don't know how many hours. Then he took some water and salt and what have you, and he read and so forth, alam nashra, whatever else, and then he told them, throw this into the ocean, and so the lo and behold, after a few hours or so, they found the body. So don't lose hope in the mercy of Almighty Allah, but we need to be pragmatic and practical. Then remember that you can't think that after so many hours, the person will still be alive. I mean, Qudratullah is there, that if Allah wants he's alive, that is the power of Allah mm. but the system of Allah normally a person like that will have passed on so you the family continue <coughs> making dua la taqnatu mi rahmatillah chapter 39 verse 53 give out charity read surah alam nashra Allah jalla wala bring him back you understand and inshallah muzammil ya your muzammil so that is you must remember the title of the master alayhi salam oh you the one wrapped up in the shawl so Allah ta'ala bless him with his mercy and make it easy for the family. We also make dua for Ameen. him Ameen. and for the family. Hope Hazrat Mufti Sab is well today. Uh, today, my cousin's marhum Abdurrahman Murchi passed away. He was studying in Madrasa Arabia Islami in Azadwal, third year, leaving behind a nine month baby boy. What is his daraja as a student of Deen, Ustad? Yes, many people send that message, the Marchi family, you know, his famous family. So he passed away in the path of all Allah, Jalla Wala. Quran says, who went out in the path of Almighty Allah to please Almighty Allah, to please Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and then death overtakes him. So his reward is already written and is already there by Almighty Allah. So Allah will grant him that Mulvi Abdurrahman, Mulvi Marji, inshallah, Jannat al a'la. But obviously for the family, now nine-month-old baby and so forth, all your team. So you, the family, should be rallying around them. Khairu Baytil Muslimin. The best Muslim house is Fihi Yatim, where there is a Yatim. Yatim means there's a minor, the biological father has passed on, and La Yutma Bada Ihtilam, the hadith is mentioned in Muslim Sharif, that once you obtain, attain the age of puberty, now you know more Yatim, you know more an orphan, and so forth in Islamic terminology. So try your level best to give them comfort, give the widow comfort, and the children, and so forth. Imsah when you meet them you must remember then put your hand on the head of the children so now today is Monday just go back 10-11 days so I was there in 23rd street there in Johannesburg and then after the lunch and then I went to Dr. Qasim Mangera's place his son Moana Ahmed passed away so Rahimahullah Allah grant him Jannatul Firdaw so I said where's the children bring them so mashallah son daughter all your team basically we put our hand on their head and so forth make dua for them so but the grandparents are there the family structures are there so that is how you 
give them, you must remember that a lot of love and attention, then your house becomes khayru baytil muslimin, the best house for the Muslim, is fihi yatimun yuhsanu ilay, where you treat him with a lot of love and compassion and so forth. And then keep on making dua, teach all the children and the family. Surah 14, verse 41, Rabbana fili waliwalidayya walil mu'minina yawma yaqumul hisab Oh, beloved Allah, forgive me, forgive my beloved parents and the believers, the day the reckoning is established. Every day make dua for them, every day give charity for them, and inshallah Allah Ta'ala will forgive them, Allah will elevate their rank and status, and for you, the widow and children, Allah for you is silwan and sabr, patience, and Allah Ta'ala is testing you, but wabashiri sabirin, Allah and read Surah 2, verses 155, 156, 157, Ya Allah, this is my, what is your message to me so that is Quran yes. remember Allah gives us message that I created you now I took your husband away I took your father away and now what must we do ya Allah so that is what we have to respond and react in that manner Al-Firaqu Murrun remember in Arabic is a saying separation is better Habibuna Rasulullah beloved son Ibrahim passes away 18 months old and then the master tears Mubarak rolling down what Mubarak words the Master said وَإِنَّا لَمَحْزُونُونَ يَا إِبْرَاهِيمُ Oh my beloved son Ibrahim I don't cry because of your death and demise I cry because of Firaq Judai Hogai said I can't walk with you I can't talk with you Mort and death for a Muslim is a good present that we're going to meet Almighty Allah Jalla but the Judai the separation now we can't talk we can't walk we can't speak all these things so that's why we feel so sad and we have that so inshallah Allah will grant you sabr with the barakah of the yatim children and so Amen. forth so sir if a husband is Shafi and wife is Hanafi the wife touched the husband's skin unintentionally does the husband's wudu break Ustada? so and the children are Maliki <laughs> so you must remember that so so I was sitting by my Ustad, Hazrat Sheikh, our Sheikh Muhammad Ali Sabuni, Rahimahullah. So many things I benefited. Allah grant him Jannatul Firdaus al-A'la. So in tafsir, according to me, my humble opinion, in the past century, he was one of the greatest commentators of the Noble Quran. So we used to sit there, and you know, the people used to come and ask him, Ya Fadilat al-Sheikh, Ana Hanafi Yunu, Ana Maliki Yunu, Ana Shafi'i Yunu, and this and all that. So there's one guy came and he said Anamaliki and all that so Sheikh answered him he said Allahu Maliki wa Rasulu Shafi'i so that person got really bamboozled and confused and his fuses got blown Allahu Maliki Allah is my Malik <laughs> he is the owner of the entire universe and creation وَالرَّسُولُ شَافِعِي and Mustafa وسلم, is going to intercede for me you see the meaning he took that person was saying I'm Shafi'i and I'm Maliki and us and all that simple thing is this you must remember Quran Sharif teaches us O Lamas Nisa. so this is the point of contention so when you read the verse Surah 5 verse number 6 you will find it there so what is the connotation the meaning of it 
So Hanafis and them say that it means husband-wife relationship, conjugal relationship. And Shafis and them say Al-Masubiliyad. So if the husband touch the wife, the wife touch the husband, skin to skin, there's no material, no fabric there. The one who's a Shafi'i, your huzu is broken. The one who's a Hanafi, your huzu is not broken. So that is the Khulasatul Kalam, that is the summary of the whole thing. But the Hanafi's verdict is very strong here, and the Shafi's and the verdict, the Dalail are not very strong. Sayyida Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu ta'ala anha says, she's explaining a hadith to her family. No, she doesn't have children. So Urwa is there. You see Urwa bin Zubair. So remember that. So Zubair is the husband of Asma. Asma is the eldest sister of Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha. So meaning that Sayyida Aisha is the khala, is the masi, the maternal auntie of Urwa. So she says, who? Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha. Inna nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qabbala ba'da nisaihi thumma yuswalli wa lam yatawadda. He habibuna rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa kissed some of his wives. He went and performed the salat, but he didn't make wudu. So he, Urwa, nephew, telling his masi, telling his kala, telling his maternal auntie, his mother Asma binti Abi Bakr, auntie Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha. That ma, so see, when I used to teach them Tirmidhi and that, then I used to translate it like that. So he, he, he said, Urwa, to his kala, to his masi, ma hiya illa auntie, is no one else but you, illa auntie, O oh auntie, it was you, O oh auntie. You see? So then for that she smiled, you see. So that is why there's too many Dalai like that. But anyway, this is the Fakufiddin that remember you touch a woman skin to skin, so husband touch and adore. remember some Hanafi ulama they explain this masla the wrong way. They must remember that. How they explain it, they say any woman they touch you must remember, then your huzu will break that's wrong. That if the father touches his daughter, oh, you must remember you touch your sister. So you also don't break, remember that, according to Shafi's fatwa and that. So that is not for maharim. So you must remember. So brother touch sister, father touch daughter, so the uzu don't break. Husband touch wife, wife touch husband, you must remember that. Then the one who Shafi'i, that his or her huzu will break. So that is the khulasa summary of the whole thing. A listener says, Ustad, I've been asked by a colleague, that colleague of mine is Jew, uh, we do not pray to stones, etc. So why is there a stone in the Kaaba, and why did your prophet kiss a stone if it was meaningless? Please advise, how should I respond to this question? Because I said to this person, I will get back to them. He's a Jew, Ustad. Yes, very good question, Jutla. So you must tell him, our constitution is the Quran Sharif. Surah 106, Surah Quraysh, that much you know, right? So you must read chapter 106 and verse 3. Islam is the only religion that has true monotheism and Islam is for all and all for Islam. Remember, we believe in all the prophets, we believe in all the scriptures, we believe in all the angels. Our message is for all and all for Islam. That is our motto. So you worship the sustainer, nourisher, owner of this bait, Baytullah. We don't worship it, remember that. So a time will come, Hadith in Bukhari Sharif, Habibuna 
Rasulullah said the Habashi, the African person, will come and Suwaytain, he will have very thin calves and shin and he will come and he will crush the Kaaba, demolish it and hajar by hajar, stone by stone, block by block, there will be no Kaaba and still we will face in that direction. Today you see the hotel skyscrapers, 50 stories, 80 stories, how many stories high? And the structure of the Kaaba is at the bottom. If you ask the idol worshippers, they won't do that. The idol will always be on top and the person worshipping is at the bottom. So, and if the idol is not there, they won't worship. So you must tell him we are higher and we are still facing that direction there. But worshipping all Almighty Allah. And remember the time will come when it will be demolished, we will still face. Then what is the significance? The significance is when the Imam, that he just says, Stow, itadilu, Hajj time, two million people, two and a half, three million people. And in less than a minute, one million people already for Salat. Over 100 languages, over 100 countries, and you try and control a crowd and get them straight. It's a miracle of Islam. So I'm in the plane, I'm in the ship, I'm in the train, wherever. So we face the Baytullah to bring about that unity that we all, you see, husband, wife, this is how you must explain the Jutla, then you'll understand. You must tell him, brother, that husband, wife, when they meet, then it's not only the bodies must meet, the hearts have to meet. When the hearts meet, there's unity of thought. Then both of them going in the same direction. And if they don't meet, then they're both going to go in collision course. Like how the Jutlas are fighting like cats and dogs there in Israel. Quran says, chapter 15, 59, chapter 59, verse 14, you think they are united whilst their hearts are totally fragmented why? they are a people who got no brains now you must never allow anybody whether it's a Jew, Christian, Hindu, Buddhist to have the upper hand so now you throw it back at him a Jutla Harami super terrorist you stole Al-Ha'itul Mabki. Now the Muslim today doesn't even know whether he's coming or going. What is Al-Ha'itul Mabki? The wailing wall, the western wall. I went right down there also with Allah's help. They saw my guts out yesterday. They police told me, go. I'll keep your passport. I say, keep my passport. Mm. So me and my wife, they swore me and cursed me. Hey, Jutla, good well. <laughs> so you must remember these things here. So that wall is Jidarul Buraq. That is where the master, والسلام, you must remember that fasten the mode of transport, convey, means of conveyance, the burak, and then everything else. So it's our wall. But in 67, when Moshi Dayan came, the small Dajjal, an enemy of Islam, so then they occupied this land and took it over. So that is Western wall. Ask them, why are they kissing it? Why are they facing it? Mm. Who's worshipping stones? Who's worshipping? And they move like this, move like this. You don't know what they're doing. They're doing horse racing or they're busy with their wives or what so you must remember these type of things there so that you must ask him that question we don't worship it I gave you all the answers now ask him what answer you get and best part is stolen land and it's stolen this so you must remember stolen wall also the harami stole everything ask him that to steal is permissible to occupy somebody else's land your squatters and invaders Four minutes after nine. Don't go away, my wonderful listeners. We will be back, inshallah, after our Isha Azan. Stay tuned. This segment is proudly brought to you by Capital Air.